All righty. Welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. Back to the brothers duo for this one. We're bringing you guys a nice uh, pre-open podcast. It's been quite a long time till we've had an open, and uh, I am more than ecstatic, if I will say so myself, about this. Um, we've been deprived of, uh, of any sort of Lynx golf over here or anything close to it. Um, so it's, it's going to be a nice, uh, breath of fresh air if I do say yeah. so myself. I'm, I mean, I'm no, I'm no, uh, I'm no like a uh, golf historian, but for me, this is just the greatest, this is the greatest week of golf every year for me. And, uh, I haven't been shy about that on the podcast. The Open's my favorite major. It's a style of golf that we don't get to see nearly enough, and it's where the game came from. And you're just not going to find a much happier guy than me during a Open Championship week. So I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to the tournament. And considering that it's probably at one of my least favorite rota courses for the Open, but it's it's still going to be a good time it's better than 99% of the courses that they play throughout the year. So I'm hyped. I'm ready. And you know, brothers duo, man, last time, you know, we were talking about the open, it was a brothers duo in a, in a hotel in Northern Ireland, or I guess. In yeah. I was state, thinking normal, about that. Actually down toward Dublin. I was thinking about that earlier today when we found out it was just going to be you and I doing this podcast. I was like, well, I guess that's kind of fitting since we did the uh, last open recap, just you and I right after the open had finished. So yeah, I, guess I mean, fuck. Sense. I mean, another tough break for for England having to follow up fucking Royal Port Rush. I mean, at, that course still to this day is probably my favorite major venue in the last like, I don't even know, like ten years. Yeah, I mean, it 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 was a really cool venue. I think it helped that we were there ourselves. But uh, we I mean, kind of got to feel it hyped, out for both. I remember being hyped before we went, though, just like seeing the <laughs> the the course just via pictures and and video. Uh, it's just that's an outstanding golf course. But I, I I need to not think about that one when we go through this one because it, it's tough to be away from the Open for over what is it two years now since we've had it, um, and uh, yeah, over two years now. And we go from potentially the best open venue I've ever seen to what I consider to be probably one of the weakest in the Rota. But, but as you said, like it's still better than the fucking majority of courses that the PGA tour goes to throughout the year. So it's still going to be, yeah, you know, fun to watch regardless. And, you know, just, you know, this course was built in the 1800s. Like you just don't get that over here so yeah it's just it's it's really cool um i uh you know it's 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 cool you know having to wake up early to watch the you know coffee golf man coffee golf yeah i set an alarm i get up early and the fucking the boys are off and at them for you that's great because you work you work kind of later in the afternoon and evening so like you got your your day prime time basically for watching golf Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is sick. It works. It it definitely works out well for me, you know. But if you're trying to see those early guys over here, you're you're waking up at like five a.m. Yeah, but, and you know, at the latest, it's uh, you know, it's 
it's one of those things that like it, it kind of comes into it it's like a it's like a brand in and of itself like when the timing is here like you hear stories about how people like watch the masters in australia like and they like play rounds of golf like after they watch the, like the masters early in the morning or i can't remember how it works but they say like it, it has some kind of weird feel them, to right? it yeah, I can't remember what it is. They're but essentially a day in front of us. Yeah, but um, but like what I was trying to say is the idea of like this is also the tournament where you're watching it at like a completely different time of day. Like you know we have basically standard golf hours for viewing in the U.S. for most of the the tour, um, except for maybe you get a little bit of prime time on the West Coast, extreme prime time when they're in Hawaii, but there's something very pleasant about morning golf, like waking up and like just getting your day started, you know, making some breakfast and you just have a major championship on like early in the morning. It's just so sick. Yeah. And another cool thing about it is like on Sunday, like if we wanted to, we could watch the tournament wrap up or the championship wrap up and then we could go catch a round if we wanted to, which is, yeah, for sure. Which is dope. It's like in 2019 when they did the morning rounds for the masters, uh, when tiger won, like we got to watch that and then go play around after that, which was, cool. yeah. So this is similar to that. Probably worth so, doing that. New, you start booking the tea time now, just like a, yeah, a four thirty o'clock tea time. Um, but yeah, I, uh, my favorite, you know, most of my favorite golf memories, you know, watching golf tournaments are are open championships, you know, Jordan's win at Birkdale, Tigers at St. Andrews, you know, honestly, Rory's like at uh Hoy Lake. It's for for me, I think it it brings out the most um creativity out of the golfers and somehow there's always just like this this air about people when they're winning an open championship, they just seem different, you know, closing out a stretch there. And honestly, as much as I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Royal St. George, it has a pretty interesting back nine and it, ha it brings drama, you know, most of the time there's definitely a lot more um, different stuff going on in the back nine in terms of, you know, uh, difficulty and, and demanding certain, certain shots and penalties out there. Whereas the front nine feels kind of, like it's quiet. It, it, it doesn't do much for you until it doesn't start, you know, biting back until the back nine. Well, hand up. I didn't really know much about Royal St. George's before even this hat, like this tournament happening. Um, I watched a couple things about it. Um, it seems like there's been a lot of, uh, you know, updates to the course that I don't know if I necessarily think are good. Um, it seems like, there were a couple holes where they had dunes that they like made smaller because they wanted, instead of making it like a blind tee shot, they wanted you to be able to see the fairway a little bit, which I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I, I think I like the idea of them having to guess where their tee, tee shot goes and having that, that blind tee shot to, and trying to hit the fairway. Um, I don't know. You know, but as I said, I, I, I never saw it as its original state. So um, I tend to err on the side of not changing courses, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, I I think it's hard 
for anything to really go wrong with this tournament. I mean, you get like the bad, the bad breaks with weather sometimes for certain people and the draw definitely plays a factor in these sorts of things. But like, I, I don't get very many times where the course is like the bad part of the narrative, you know, like it either like is just kind of quietly there and people are kind of the, 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 the entertainment is unfolding on top of it, but it, it, it's always never like a bad character. It's either like a star or it's just kind of there and people are kind of building a story on top of it. Yeah. And in open championships, the link style courses and stuff tend to bring more, more people in into contention or like more people that normally wouldn't be in contention, able to be in contention. So that's, that's another thing that's cool about this, this, this golf tournament. Um, that it that it's really anybody's tournament to go get if they if they play good golf like there's no reason why you know anyone in the field can't go out there with you know four good get good days of golf and, and get it done um you know you, you don't have to be extraordinarily long or anything like that like on some courses that the tour goes to so, yeah for sure and i mean to to this course's credit as well you know the the defenses at this particular course are actually a little bit different than um a lot of the a lot of the other links style courses for the open you know the the main defense is at royal saint george is not really like really devious pot bunkers or extremely extremely high winds while there are those there it's mostly like it's a aggressively pitched fairways and like how much craziness is going on basically from tee to green um, cause the greens are pretty expansive and they're not anything overly challenging, but you see some of these like cliffs that are on fairways that can just catapult balls left or right. And for a course that if the wind picks up, you have to play the ground game. It can be really, really, really challenging and particularly unfair for a lot of people, which I hope gets under people's skin because, you know, Tory Pines didn't bring the, the, the hurt this year. So maybe, you know, RSG will. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I'd like to see some uh, some chaos out there, some some high winds, some high numbers, some big scores. I'm I'm always in for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you have your eye on anyone in particular going into this? Um, like, obviously, we both want the boy Spieth to do well, if not win the tournament. And I, I you know, I think. Uh, you haven't really heard much, much, much from him lately. He hasn't really been been doing much lately. He did, surprisingly didn't play in the Scottish Open, which I was surprised to see that he was over there. I guess he just decided to go to Royal. Saint I think I, I think you recognized that. I think you recognized that that shit was a Parkland course. It wasn't a real links course. He's like, I'm not wasting my time on this thing. It's not prepping me for this, for this I mean, uh, it Open Championship. It, it wasn't exactly a Parkland course. It wasn't like a true links, but the ocean was there, and it, it's more links than any fucking thing they play on the tour for sure. But I don't know. Like those balls were. It it didn't seem that firm out there. They got it, some it, rain too, though. But usually rain isn't going to like stop a Lynx course from still playing fairly firm and quick. Like that's the whole point of sand-based golf courses and soils. And just to put a bow on like Royal St. George, I mean, it, it deserves, you know, some historical credit. It does per, like get under people's skin and, you know, hopefully it does have that test that we kind of want from people. Yeah, and apparently uh, Jack Nicholas shot his highest round like 
on tour ever at Royal St. George. Yeah. Didn't he also say like the further South you go on, on open courses, the worse they get in like Royal St. George is like one of the furthest South courses on the road. Yeah. Oh gosh. But whatever. Jack but, hey, a lot of, um, what, I mean, what is Jack know? things like his courses are a joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Not all really of made them. many good courses. Muirfield is like his crown jewel and it slowly Muirfield it quickly Village. declines. We, we're talking about the open space. Yeah, Muirfield, sure Muirfield Village. Village, in, yeah. In Ohio. If we're if we're doing an if we're doing an open pot, we gotta put that uh, no, I, clear, I get clear it. fire yeah. on there. Um but and obviously it's so like old, like of course Jack didn't do Muirfield. But um, you know, first venue to host an open championship outside of Scotland. I mean, that's you know, cool. Uh, so a little bit of history, you know, there, and then, um, it was supposed to be the, uh, St. Andrews South. Yeah. It didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> no, but it was designed to be the St. Andrews South. Apparently. It wouldn't, it, it, I mean, it would have, it could have been that if they had leaned in to allow the quirkiness that the course has, but it kind of got neutered over time. Like, I feel like they leaned away from a lot of the blind tee shots, a lot of the ways mm-hmm. that some of the green complexes were set up. And for, for the most part, it seems like it kind of lost a lot of its personality over time. Whereas that's I would like to see more I, of that quirkiness. That's what I was getting into earlier a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I, I felt like at least from what I heard, like, like I said, I didn't really know much about this course until recently, but uh, yeah, it seems like they kind of, as you said, neutered the course a bit, like it's lost a bit of its character and uh I'm sure it's for like, hey, the guys are hitting it so long now, and no, 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 no. But yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't know what the the main driving force behind it was, but you know, I just for the never most think part, you should get rid of blind tee shots. I think like they're few and far between, and like any anything like that a course has, you sh- especially at least for links courses though, like yeah, especially that known a course that old. Like you should keep it like how the architect intended. So. I know stretching it back in some places caused them to have like elevated tee boxes to a degree, I guess. And that's what caused some of the but stuff don't to be shave the top of dunes. Like you don't <laughs> that, need to be yeah. doing that. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Fairly inexcusable stuff there, but you know, it's, it's a great venue. And, uh, you know, I wrote this in our group chat, you know, as we we're coming up to it, but it's, I'm bummed that Tiger isn't here. I'll do like a short 30 seconds of Tiger. It just feels like the major where he's going to do his longest contention or his longest ability to contend will be at this championship. And him at Carnoustie was magic. I mean, I still think about that bunker shot on 10 at Carnoustie over the the hazard, almost getting it to the, over that top lip and almost getting it to the green. That shot was crazy. And uh, Royal St. George, first place he ever lost a ball in professional play, like had a lost ball. And it was in, 2003 that's seven years of professional golf but he didn't have a lost ball <laughs> like and not like he, I, he, he had blown some course <laughs> well i think he's blown them like you know in hazards and in water and stuff like that but that was the first time like where he hit his ball in a place where we it would be in play it. and they couldn't find it yeah yeah but that's the gorse will get you man <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, it gets thick out there i mean it's i hope that fucking bites a lot of people in the ass and they have too many fucking people supervising and volunteers you, i know we've kind of gone into the, the open real quick and stuff like that do you want to touch on the scottish at all real like anything 
substantial you, or you can say your piece on rom I'll, I'll let you do that <laughs> for a minute that's like the only reason you're bringing it up it's completely unrelated to the open like it doesn't it's not gonna play anything like it like i don't well it, it, his form is still there you yeah know? like it, he's playing some some really good golf and it bodes well for him this week the odds makers literally the the odds i'm looking at right now have him at one seven 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 and a half to one the closest person to him is brooks and rory who are 16 to one so he is quite literally less uh, more than half the favorite from both of them which is crazy yeah i mean for good reason like he's playing the best golf right now he's still on a heater like within his last like three or four tournaments he's lost to like six people like it's it's pretty nuts so i he should be the 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 odds favorite he should be the one who's going to be contending this week like he's a safe bet but i think vegas is quite aware of that hence his odds but god i I just see him take it home too i'm not any us open and the open in the same year that that just bodes well to my my rom take that i've had uh, the the only thing here is that like his performance at the Scottish doesn't make me feel any differently than how I felt going into it normally. Like, had he like won it by like five shots or something, I'd be like, okay, dude, Rom is just he's he's just trending. He's still going up. This is crazy. But like, that's a performance you would expect out of the number one player in the world. There, like, he should. Well, the be thing is, is, I don't know how much of the Scottish Scottish he watched, but like, Rom was like playing really well, TD Green, but he was putting like shit like putts were just not going in for him. So if he gets shit rolling this week, like watch out because he's going to be hard to beat. But we'll yeah, see. I mean, that that's a, that's a thing that kind of throws off a lot of people at, at open championships though, is the putting you have different grasses. You've got a little bit more, a little bit of more bump going on sometimes. And the wind plays a huge factor into the, the putting out there. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how some of these guys do put these greens. Someone I'm, chiefly worried about putting on these greens is is rory with how his his putter seems to be ice cold when it comes to contention at majors right now and he missed but, at the scottish well i know like you don't really aren't taking that into any consideration not not, yeah. not even a lick <laughs> yeah but i mean it you know who knows rory seems to be doing weird things at majors i mean but you- uh I liked I liked his performance at the U.S. Open. I spoke on that. I, I I'm not I'm fairly confident in Rory doing well this this week. What what does that equate to? I would if someone told me that like you have to put a bet on Rory to save your life, like, but for like maximum profit, the more amount of money you save, the higher probability of you surviving. Kind of thing is, I would I would probably I'd, I'd bet him for a top twenty. Like I, I just I think he's getting that. I I, I see him. I see him at the worst being in the top 20. All right. Well, do we think the Oost is going to be in the mix yet again at a major this year? I mean, probably, right? Probably. (laughs) It's, It's one of those things where it's like, you never go into it being like, man, Louis is going to be there on Sunday. Just trying to like, you, you, you're not surprised when he does it, but going into the week, you're like, he might also like just miss the cut like (laughs) 
but he 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 is wildly consistent. He's kind of like he's just he's the re, he's the the original Tony Finau, you know? Like he's the original I'm going to keep cranking out uh, way different body type, but completely different consistency. Game. But I mean the last the only person to get top 10s at to the last two open championships is Tony Fino. So, you know, maybe, maybe there's something on the horizon for Tony Fino who's been having a bit of a slump of a Tony Fino's kind of been MIA ever since he lost that playoff to Max Homa at Riviera. I feel like, dude, that's very true. That might've been like some scar tissue for him. He was like, I'm about to come over the Puerto Rico curse. It's right here at a, well, dope especially venue. since Max had that like crazy, like shot from next to that tree he had to like hit up there and tony just didn't put it away yeah didn't he three putt to keep it going like to extend the yeah i think so like i don't remember it could have been a two putt and max could have just made a really good up and down but either way like yeah I, he had been thinking like i'm gonna shut this but he didn't yeah i i like uh but like i said uh rom it's look he's got he it'd be crazy for him for someone to not think he was gonna be there on sunday like it there's just there's just no chance he's not there on sunday he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be somewhere going into the back nine he's gonna be within three shots of the lead like i think that's a safe bet with how he's playing right now it he's just he's too good right now yeah i mean i i i want to believe that's going to be true i hope it's true um, I'm going to find myself in a very awkward position if Jordan is in contention as well on Sunday and it's coming between like them playing each other. Um, but we'll, we'll just figure that out if that's the case on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, someone who played pretty well at the last open championship, uh, chasing down the back nine and chasing down at every fucking major old Brooks Kepka. You got any words on your other? I mean, you, the, the top two odds favorites um, for this tournament are both on your wolf pack. And you going to speak on it? Um, I mean, Brooks, we, we all know Brooks comes in, comes to play on majors. Um, at Port Rush, he was in contention. Um, and I think he can definitely find his way in contention this week as well. Um, I think I'm, I think it's going to be highly dependent on if he can get the rock rolling on the greens. Um, I don't think he's going to really have an issue getting T to green, but uh, it's a matter of if and you can say that for a lot of people. But. I don't know. His, his T ball has been questionable this year at majors. Like Kiwa was all over the fucking place. And that's of course you have to be in the, the, the fairway as well. So, um, and he made it, he made, made it work. So um, I, I, I think, I think we can expect to see Brooks, you know, in, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I'm I was more confident in him being well in contention at the the US Open than I am this week. But uh he plays I wouldn't well be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds himself into the top ten. But uh I think like you said with uh with Rory, I think you could throw him down for a top twenty and that's a pretty safe safe bet. Um I'm not, you know, super bullish on on brooks this week but uh brooks strikes me as the kind of guy where it's like if he's if he's in the top 10 on sunday and like toward the back nine he's gonna get that top 20 but like if he's top 20 like going into sunday or top 20 like on the front nine on sunday 
or in the back nine, he's just going to, he's like, I'm not going to win this thing. Fucking whatever. And like, he could easily fall on the board, but he, he needs to like have some blood in the water. Feel like he's got skin in the game. Cause if he doesn't like, I feel like he loses motivation out there. I would agree with that. If he, if he doesn't see like a feasible way to win the golf tournament starting on Sunday, then he loses motivation for sure. Yeah. Um, moving down that odds board uh, and, the, and your, the, the, the top two odds are in your wolf pack. The, the next two, and I get that Brooks and Rory share odds, but the next two, next three, Oh shit. Next four. Holy shit, man. The next four are in my wolf pack and it's descending Rory, Xander, JT and Spieth. I mean, I think, I think you could honestly take that top six against the field and you'd probably still have negative odds mine like has the, those dj guys are... in there too like i get he's not in your wolf pack but we should mention that dj is also in that same yeah we'll, group we'll, of guys. we'll get there but he's below spieth and xander and jt because they're all plus mine... 1800 and 18 to 1 and dj is 2200 see mine has that dj at 18 to 1 hmm. as well mine has uh DJ, Spieth, JT, and Xander all at 18 to 1. And then oh. Rory at 16 to 1. I'm looking at Vegas inside of that has him at 22 to 1. Anyway. Um regardless, those are all very similar odds. So. Yeah, I mean DJ had a chance to to win it last time it was played there in uh, I want to say 2011, but he blew it out of bounds on I want to say 16, maybe. Um and uh completely different game now, but he at least probably remembers the course. And it shows some semblance of uh, form there. And for golf being so predominantly horses for courses, and and uh, there's a, I think you can't say that's not important. Like I, I think he certainly has a leg up on someone like JT or Spieth who have never played here before. Another guy who showed good form at the Scottish is JT. He was playing well. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's the week before the tournament. Like, it's good to see, like, guys playing well. Like, I get the courses aren't necessarily, like, the same, but. I mean, I, JT just like hasn't you, shown, he just hasn't, he's never shown it to me for, on, on a Lynx, on a Lynx course for the Open. He just, he yeah. hasn't. So, and until he does, I, it's the same as the Masters thing I was saying with you and, and Ryan. I'm like, once you show it to me on that venue or that type of venue, then we can, you know. I can exercise the thought of you taking one of these, but I just don't see too many people like that don't have any history playing well in Wix courses, just sneaking in there and taking one. It just, I guess Royal St. George is a place for that to happen with how wacky and quirky some of the bounces can be, but that's more lending itself to someone like, you know, fucking, I don't even know, like how Tung Lee winning instead of JT, just something weird happening than like someone who is a major champion and, and squeaking one out. It just, I don't know. I'm just fingers crossed again, not getting a dud. It, we've just, we've had a good streak going of majors of people not being a dud that win these things and someone who's deserving of, of, of knocking out a major. Um, but, you know, like you said, DJ is someone that you can't count out, someone you should pay attention to. As much as he's kind of had a hot and cold year, you know, he, he showed some life at, at Torrey Pines. He had you scared on Sunday. Um, and uh yeah I, I think credit where credit's due he showed form there in the past and i think he's a there's data behind it if you want to go that direction yeah i i mean 
I'd I'd kind of put him in the Brooks category. Um, I wouldn't go that far. I think we've 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 you've we've got more confidence. No, no, no. I'm talking about for this tournament. How I said that Brooks, like I'm not super high on him, like winning this golf tournament. Um, he's uh, he's in the same category as Brooks. I think. I think he, you know, you could throw him for a top twenty, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think he's going to be winning it on Sunday. I'm fading him. I, I think he I think he stays outside the top twenty. Okay. I mean I just think I, I can say, see that too. I just can't I, I mean I can't DJ just that, doesn't like, seem like the... a DJ doesn't seem like a guy that like links courses like suit him really, even though I know he can play well on any course, like he's one of the best players in the world. So like obviously I know that it just doesn't seem like the guy that you see winning at a links course. Yeah. Um you know, Xander, I, I, I bet Brandon two years ago or like a year and a half ago that Xander was gonna win this major, particularly. Do you um, is that what is the status on that? Do you have this major for him? Like yeah, if he wins it, it, you win that bet. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It's been a year and a half. But this is I, I have the thing was I had Xander to win a major in twenty twenty. But I was always saying that he's going to win the Open. That's the one he's going to win. And then they fucking canceled it. So I had to postpone the the the, the bet an entire year. Actually, more than that. And uh, so we're finally coming around to it. And uh, <laughs> I look, Xander's fucking winning it, dude. <laughs> he was he was close at Carnoustie. His game, you know, translates well everywhere. He, he seems like he's in high spirits. The dude just got hitched. Another guy um, that played well at the Scottish this week. He plays well everywhere, but I don't put any stock in it <laughs> it's uh yeah I, I i look he he just strikes me as the kind of guy that will perform well anywhere um and you know he he, he played well at the u.s open he's arguably the greatest major player of this um like the, of the last like four years not named brooks like it, it's it's a shame he doesn't have one but his performances have been fucking outstanding so I think for the most part, you you could. He's among those group of people where I think you could lock him in for a top ten. Like that's how I, I'm. I'm that confident in in Xander being there. Him and Rom are the two people I think you can lock in for a top ten. And you know, with how wily like wily the the open can be, and how a, a bad draw can completely fucking kill you, I still think they're gonna find a way to grind it out. They're just playing too good at golf. Um, and the last one on what's that Oz group, man, you know, you, you started off talking about the guys with him, but old Spieth, you know, he, he won his open in this country, man. He, 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 he is familiar with knocking them out in the Queensland. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him in contention on Sunday. I mean, like I said, if, uh, it comes down to, uh, Rom and Spieth in contention on Sunday, I'm going to find myself in quite the pickle. You shouldn't. But, uh, it should be pretty easy. It should be pretty easy rooting for speed. I don't know, man. As far like you know, Rom is a new addition to my wolf pack. He's got a major this year. Winning a ma- another major this year would just put him on a really cool, dude, pr- he's, cool he, tra- trajectory. So, dude, he's a fucking another freshman major. wolf. He's a fucking freshman wolf. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean we, we you know, Speed's like a fifth year senior, dude. He's out here just. <laughs> He's out here trying to bring in fucking vibes for your team. You're out here just like send out the rookie. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. They're all they're both playing. 
they're both on the court, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I we'll it's, see, we'll see. It's been too long, man. His last one was at Burkdale in 2017. He needs to knock one out now. I mean, it's been fucking, it's, it's been four years. He needs to get another major. He can't, he can't become Rory. You know, he needs to get that this thing back on the on the rails. Yeah, I, I feel you. You know, I definitely do. I would be stoked if uh, he he got it done. You know, for sure. Um, so we've we've covered all those names now, all the way from Rom, all the way down the old Oost. But someone who's just below Oost, who probably should be spoken about, a Euro himself, getting prepped for the Ryder Cup this year. He's going to be a mainstay in the Euro scene. Victor Hov, dude. Victor Hov. The the guy was honestly playing pretty well until he had something. I think it was sand in his eye at Tory that just took yeah, him out Yeah, he of got it. sand in his eye, and I guess he could, like, it was either scratching, like, his cornea or something, and, like, I guess his vision got blurry, and it was so and annoying. Wrote the or... greatest Instagram I've ever read before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the Hav, man. Dude, the Hav. Um, dude, I think this is less of a lock-in, but, like, I smell a top 10 for the hob this week, dude. I think he's one of those 10. I, I've never seen him play, um, links golf, but I, I, I like his chances, man. I just have a feeling he just drives it so well. And I think precision off the tee is going to be so critical this week with where you need to place in the fairway and how penal it can be. So, I, I like the hob this week, dude. I really do. Do you see him doing better than Morikawa this week? Yes. Okay. I'm fading Morikawa right. this week. You're fading Morikawa. Interesting. Yeah, I, think I see a T33 for Morikawa this week. That's considered a fade for you. <laughs> I mean, didn't he get like a T5 at, at the U.S. Open and... Yeah, I just was curious. I mean, T that's not like an awful Morikawa, finish, but it's... I mean, Morikawa is what fourth in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think a T thirty, a T thirty three is certainly fading the fourth. Well, I mean, the the odds that I'm looking at are would would agree with you. Like, um, they have Hovlins, you know, at twenty eight to one, and Morikawa at thirty three to one. So, but yeah, I I just. Yeah, I I think uh, I you're think fading. Hobbs got the game for him. I, I was just I'm just I, I'm just saying I, I have a lot of faith in Hobbs this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm higher on Matthew Fitzpatrick over both of those guys this week. Um, I think Fitzy will play well. He he he's no stranger to these sorts he's of been playing well missions. lately he played well again another guy that played well at the scottish but he's been playing well before that too he's, he's been, been well in contention majors. yeah so i think fitzpatrick is going to play well this week um he could he could very well go and and get himself a major this week you like, can definitely I, see vegas like favoring a lot of the euros that like you would never see shane lowry this far up the 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 odds board you wouldn't see tommy fleetwood or or Matthew Fitzpatrick this far up the odds board. Like, they're definitely – they're bumping a lot of Euros. Like, Justin Rose hasn't been on form in so long, like, since, like, the Masters for the first round. Like, I don't know what he's doing up the board this They've far. got Terrell Hatton really high. Yeah, but he's actually, like, been playing solid golf. 
Yeah, I would I would I wouldn't say he's been playing better than Matthew Fitzpatrick, but my odds have him higher than him. See, like Fitzy has been playing well at majors, which is why I think his odds are the way they are because he's missed several cuts this this season, I'm pretty sure. Like Yeah, he, but as of lately, like the last month or two, he's been playing well. I I ha, I'm not looking at his finishes or anything to know that, but I feel like I've seen his name like on the leaderboard quite a bit. Yeah, like in his last 12 starts, he's missed four cuts, which is a third of them. Like that's... last 12 starts, is that over the like the last three months, you would say? Or like two? No, that's like he hasn't played that much golf. That's since pretty much the beginning of the season, since Abu Dhabi. He's played 12 tournaments since... One, two, fucking... three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen starts since Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi is when? It's like in February, I want to say. It's like the week. Dude, he does not like play the... a lot of golf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a quarter of his starts since Abu Dhabi have been majors. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I guess if you can get away with it and you'd, I mean, maybe, maybe they're, who knows? Everyone's different. Maybe people play better playing less golf. Like That's what no. Tiger did most of his career. Um, anyway, uh, I like Fitzy there. I'm, I, I feel like that's a solid choice. Paul Casey, another Euro that's around the same thing. He played well at the U S open. Um, you know, and then Lee Westwood, I mean, that rounds out the, the everyone from 40 to one and up like they, they definitely favoring quite a bit of the euros, someone who we kind of glossed over, uh, in this crop of guys, the big golfer, Bryson DeChambeau. We got what are we thinking with him on a, a fresh new caddy and and missing the cut at the Rocket Mortgage? I uh, I think he'll make the cut. I think that's about but as not really as you can get. <laughs> I mean, you want me to get more specific? I don't. No, I, I don't I'm, think he's going to do well. I just think he's. I think he's not going to miss the cut. I think he's going to make the cut. I think what's going to make. I think he's going to make the cut because he's so long. Like, I think that he's going to have some holes where he makes ridiculously good scores, but he's also going to blow up on some holes. So I see his scorecards being up and down like every day. See, I'll take the other side of that. I'll say he misses the cut. I mean, I can see that too. That's why I only said he was going to make the cut. Um, And then the two Patricks were above him, Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantlay, uh, 30 to one and 33 to one respectively. Um, I don't know. I feel I, I'm smelling a quiet week for both of them. I, I really, I really fucking hope Patrick Reed never wins an open. I don't think the game, game of golf deserves that. Um, Cantley, I could, I can take it or leave it. He's a, he seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, I think he deserve. I think at some point he deserves a major. He's played like he could win a major. Um, he's been in contention <laughs> at a few of them, uh, but doesn't feel like they're weeks. Yeah. Sorry. I was just kind of uh, thinking about my fantasy there for a second. <laughs> um, so the, uh, you know, I watched a little bit of the Scottish Dave. I watched a little bit of the Scottish and mm-hmm. like, I'm going to backtrack a little bit on what I'm saying because the Scottish told me something about someone that I need to know. And the Scottish told me something important about Scott. Scotty Scheffler. 
What did boy, it say about him, kid? It, it, it said that he has no problem playing crossing over the seas, Dave. He, <laughs> he's an international baller. The guy can, can, can play after jet lag. He can play with the four. That's about all you can with, go. With some different, you can, some that's different, about all you can go with, with different after cuisine, what you were saying. <laughs> with some different cuisine going through his body. As long as he's showing that he can still with hit a only golf ball, a limited ingredients and only certain ingredients he can get I mean, over there. Look, like he's the chef. He's used to his Texas-based cuisine, and he's over <laughs> here in the most bland food region in the world. And uh, I, I'm just glad to see that he's he's not. He's I'm not sure impressed by that. The chef is well versed with potatoes and such. Look, all I'm saying is that it's good signs. I was hoping my boy was going to thrive over there, and it looks like he does. So, you know, that's that's my takeaway from the scotch is that Scotty Scheffler is a factor this week. Okay. I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. I think he, he could find himself in contention. Do I think he's gonna be in contention? I don't know. I think he's kind of on the Bryson train, higher higher on him than Bryson. But I think you know, I, I'd say he's going to make the cut. Um, I don't know if he's going to be be around on Sunday. You guys have been sleeping on him at every major. You and Ryan both. Like, and he shows up, and he's right there. He's right fucking there, man. He has a chance at all of them. A couple breaks go his way. A couple slips that don't go so slippy. You know, he he's he he's he's standing at the top of the top of the board. I got trophy. someone someone to talk about that, you know, you never know. My boy Rick, he's playing in a major. He's, he, he made it into a major. That's true. Yeah, he's playing in a major. He was in, you know, in contention. I think it's fair to say at Royal Port Rush in, in 19. He's found a bit of form as of lately. Um, was in around on Sunday at the PGA, you know, you know, he, he's wanting to go get it, man. He's wanting to get something done. And I would, I would say at 66 to one, you know, if you want to throw, throw a few, few bones his way, you know, I think it's a decent, decent bet. You know, if you want to throw $10 and win $660, shit. Why not? Right. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I mean, I, I he's on my fantasy. I I was high on him going into to this tournament. Um, you know, going into this tournament or this this fantasy season. No, I said you know I I don't know if I said it on the pod, but I said I have you know two previous. I have three previous Open champions. I've got two guys that have played well at them, and I got a guy that I'm not too sure about which was Scotty Scheffler until I saw last week. He's fine across the pond. He's fine. As long as he's good with that geographic location, he's going to be fine. I can, I trust him on links courses, man. I've seen him work it out. I would say he was close enough in terms of what I need to see of him navigating demanding key shots with gorse around. I think playing and growing up playing golf in Texas also gets you kind of the wind prepared for the wind on links golf for sure. And with how firm and hard a lot of Texas golf courses are and how much that kind of really crafts your short game. That's why speed is so fucking good around the greens is that like learn if you're good at chipping and like getting up and down in Texas, like that is so helpful once you go over and play links golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. 
but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to root Rick out. I'm, I'm hoping for the best for Rick. Uh, if, if, if speed isn't in, if no one in my wolf pack is in contention, like I'd be stoked for Rick. I mean, it, it, it'd be cool if he, if he knocked one out. He, yeah. He, we're just, we're just hoping for one at this point, man. We're hoping for Rick to get, get one and shit. If, if he gets a British open, that would be fucking sick. Yeah, I mean it's the best one to win. I don't know about winning it at Royal St. George, but hey, winning it. That's that's all at this point you'll you'll take anything for Rick. Mm-hmm. Um I definitely would. I would look out for Cameron Smith this week. I think he he's gonna be sneaky in contention. It shouldn't be sneaky at this point. You should expect Cameron Smith to play well at majors, especially if they're they're firm and fast and reminiscent of the sand belt. It's uh you know the, the two guys I always just I always just think of p- pinning Matthew Fitzpatrick and, and Cameron Smith head to head whenever these majors roll around. Just like which one of these guys is gonna to play is gonna play better? Because to me, I've always just thought of Matthew Fitzpatrick as the poor man's Cameron Smith, but he's like half his odds right now. So what do I know? You someone who is being a kind of disrespected, I think, on uh, from the odds makers is. The boy Ian Brian Poulter, I, I can I, Ian Poulter. I completely agree, Dave. It's a Ryder Cup year. <laughs> he's out here ready. I uh, where is Ian Poulter? Sixty six to one. He's right there with Ricky. I, I think uh, on mine he's at eighty to one down at Bill. Oh shit! But I think group? mine's about right, and yours is being a bit off, like you were thinking. Um, Brian, but Harman I was gonna online. say fucking Brian Harmon. He generally comes to one. Yeah, he comes to play at the majors. He did I'm just miss a cut him. at the fucking I'm, John Deere. I'm, yeah, I'm worried about him playing the John Deere and then coming over here. Like, that, yeah, he's. He I just think be. like 151 is to one is quite wild. Also, fucking yeah. Will Zalatoris 80 to one is. His we haven't really seen him play dipping off a little bit. Yeah. I really hope he can get himself into the playoffs so he's running out of time. The kid deserves to be in the fucking FedEx playoffs. Fucking insane. Um, the, I mean, honestly, if anyone's being disrespected right now, and I hate to say it, fucking Jason Kokrak is being disrespected at 100 to 1. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I just don't really know how, how his game will, will, will translate over here. I, I, th- I think he'll be all right. Like, they're disrespecting the, 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 the previous open champion like not not the current reigning open champion but the mole is at 150 to one you guys not realize that the mole, mole has is, has he's done, really he's, on, he's, he's on his final done anything though he's fucking warming up his engines dude he he showed up at the like beginning fine, of the u.s like class, open like the first two days i think or maybe it was just ferrari. thursday he's a fine classic italian ferrari and he's just He's just trying to warm up his engines. He's ready to go. He's getting some fresh oil in there. He's ready to fucking show up where it matters. How do you feel about your boy Sungjae opting out for the Olympics, getting ready for the Olympics? I 100% understand. He needs to get a medal. I get it. He doesn't want to be in the the fucking army. He definitely can get a medal at the Olympics. Sungjae is definitely... I'm rooting harder from the, the... to go on an Olympic tangent real quick, I am rooting for no one harder than Sungjae to at least get a, a medal. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching the Olympics exclusively for Sung Jae to get a medal. That's that is the biggest storyline going into the Olympics for golf, right? I now. mean, it's huge. It's him I mean, Siwoo Kim both, has the they, same they story, both, yeah. but Sung Jae has the talent to make sure, like I mean, he has look, a good chance of getting it done. I don't feel good about Sung Jae going into the military. I don't think he'll thrive there. I need him, <laughs> dude. A panda is not meant for the military. <laughs> He's not a fighter. He's a lover, dude. This isn't, this isn't a, I don't like Sungjae being in there. Um, yeah, he's gonna, dude, he's I just gonna get up. at, I feel like I could see Sungjae getting a silver. That's what I see. That's what I visualize. Sungjae getting a silver. And I see in my head, Colin Morikawa, Sungjae, and then third place is a blur. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, Dude, you know, what's, I mean, there's still some heavy hitters going to the Olympics, like Xander and JT, and like there's definitely quite a few. Yeah, like I said, Colin Morikawa gold medal, Sung Jae silver, and then third place is a blur. A blur. I just can't see third place. Anyway, um, the I was I just pulled up Molinari's OWGR. I just realized that out of his last what is that his last seven starts, he's missed four cuts. <laughs> And he's missed his last two cuts in a row. He missed he missed the cut. He Scottish was on your fantasy Travelers. team for a bit. He still Wasn't is. He? He's still he still on is. your fantasy team. Oh yeah, my dude, goodness. I, I trust the mole, dude. He's gonna he's gonna be all right. He's gonna be fine. I dude, I'm I just realized to too. Make an ad gonna, drop, I think. This is this is part you know, to your point with the OWGR, but do you see that Dustin Johnson is back to number one in the world? Yeah, I did see he's, that. He's back to number one in the world with with a uh a T19 at the US Open, that T25 at Travelers, and then apparently some good, you know, results for Rom like dropped off on the other end. And he he went from winning the US Open number one in the world and getting solo seventh at the Scottish, and then he drops out of number one in the world. Makes zero sense. <laughs> I mean, that WD at the memorial fucked him though. He should have like such a more secure hold on number one in the world because of that. It's yeah whatever right yeah, now, i don't really put much merit into that number one in the world it would, on it would have been far more secure if they had given them the memorial which they probably just should have um but the uh the main takeaway from this is that we got a storyline going into the olympics like root for the boy sung jay or if he wins this week man if he wins this he, he avoids the military too so i mean sung jay winning Wait, the open would be sick it's sung jay in the field? Oh, wait, he, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. He's, he's, yeah, he he, let, he he's not in the field because he's preparing the for the Olympics. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I just completely forgot about that when we were just talking about it. Yeah. I just forgot. I just remembered that, like, if you win a major, though, it does count to not going into the military as well. Are you sure? I thought it was just the Olympics. No, I think a majors count, too, because if he had won the Masters, he wouldn't have had to, to go into the military, I don't think. I thought it was just the Olympics. But that goes for any Olympic medal. Like he could just all of a sudden be good at backstroke and just win a medal in backstroke and be out of it too. Yeah, apparently, I mean, so says ProGolfNow.com <laughs> says that if they're reliable <laughs> for most players, the PGA Tour winning a major is a goal for Sung Im. It holds a bit more weight than it does for any other player. If he wins a major, he'll be allowed to forego South Korea's mandatory two-year military service. <clears throat> Anyway, hopefully they got good golf courses on the military base. You need to stay tack sharp. 
Um, but yeah, would just ride it out. Like maybe being like a medic or something or like a, 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 a drone driver. <laughs> Pilot. Yeah. <laughs> driver. Well, um, he's not in it piloting. He's like playing a video game. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't really got any other people that are screaming off the page at me. This feels like the kind of venue where you either are going to go with a favorite or something wild's going to happen and like a bunch of wild shit's going to bite people in the ass and someone's just going to sneak in Danny Willett style. And if I recommend anyone to put a bet on, it's fucking CT Pan at 451. <laughs> I don't know about that, but shit, if someone's feeling it, who am I to tell them no? That or Cole Hammer, I guess. The UT boy, he's in the field, 500 to 1. I think if you're oh. trying to get a long shot as far as odds go, like... Dude, speaking of long shots, is Nienopper in the field? Nienopper! <laughs> I don't think he is. Damn. Dave, you're going to drop one of your boys and pick Mackenzie Hughes back up? He performed well at the Tory Pines no. Major. You're going to go grab Mackenzie I'm, Hughes? I think I'm going to fucking... Let me let me say who I was gonna say as a long shot though. Um, where the fuck did he go? Yeah, uh, fucking Joel Damon, three hundred and fifty to one. I just could I'm, see him I'm doing shrugging. well at a links course for some reason. I wish him all the best. He kind of incinerated my fantasy team, and then I dropped him. Then he won the following week. So that's that's life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of that, it goes into uh, fantasy. Well, a little bit. If we want to go on a bit of a tangent, I'm sure, sure we might come back to the to the open. This or, is our this is our last major championship, which means it's our last team matchups. You know, we're getting toward the tail end of our fantasy league, and that means the points are really starting to matter most right now. And you know, the the league is shaped up to be a bit different than when we started off major season. A lot of movement has taken place. And there's a dead neck and neck tie at first right now between Dave and Clint's team. Um, but what was the piece you wanted to speak on fantasy, Dave? You got some announcements. Um, I obviously will have to make this official after we're done with the podcast and put it in the group message. But I believe I'm going to be dropping Cameron Trangali and picking up Harris English. <laughs> <laughs> He's picking Harris English back up. Oh, gosh. Hell yeah, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I respect you at least committing to going back to him. He's going to be, it's going to, you know, that happens. It happens sometimes, you know, well, you, I did you a, trade I someone away. I didn't get in on his win. I didn't get in on his win, but I avoided losing more points from him. If I would have yeah. kept him the whole time, the win would have made up the points anyways. And I would have been, I think, close to where the amount he has for me right now. But that's your last drop and pickup, right? Yep but we're coming in on the tail end of the season. So I timed, I timed my ad drops with the majors. Like that was my whole thing. But yeah. And you don't trust a Tringal. I can, I can, I mean, I can see that. I mean, he's lost he, two he, points for me and it's going into a major. I think Harris English could potentially do better than Tringal. Are you hoping for yeah. a big week from the Hoff? He's just done better than Tringali for me. So, and the the Hoff, you know, he's a he's 
I don't know. I thought I about dropping him too, but is that he hasn't been on your team for as long, and he he's played like not what, much. Events? It's like a week or two, maybe. Uh, you had the Hoff for, or you had Tringali for six weeks longer than the Hoff. Six weeks longer. Yeah, which is significant. And yeah. the Hoff has played two events since you've had him. <laughs> so I think maybe leave. I think you're making the right decision. Leave the Hoff and. You've seen what you need to see from Tringali. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I still have to make that official, but I think I'm definitely going to do that before the tournament starts this week. Are you worried about your matchup against Ryan in dead last? <laughs> unless he unless he makes some serious changes before this tournament, not really. How many of his team are even playing? I mean, it's a good question. Uh, Kevin Na got a top 10 at the John Deere, but I don't think he's playing in the field this week. Um, yeah, Kevin Na did not make the trip over the pond. Um, what a damn idiot. Webb Sim- Web Simpson maybe he is wasn't 65 to, to play, one. But I think if Webb. Rick's able to play, I think Kevin Na is definitely able to play. So he just chose not to play in the fucking Open Championship. <laughs> Why are you saying if Rick is able to play? I just feel like Kevin Na has definitely more. Oh, yeah. Like he would be qualified. Freedom to be, to be able to. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think he's preparing for the real the olympics <laughs> i don't think he's in the olympics i know i'm kidding um the uh who else he had wolf isn't playing kevin Noss not playing is i mean kuchar had success in england at the at did Berkeley. tyler mccumber sneak himself into the the lineup <laughs> no um so he has kuchar webb and woodland yeah kuchar, yeah woodland webb, is woodland. in there so he needs big weeks out of Kucher, Webb, and Woodland for him to even have a chance. I, I have Rom, Connors, Neiman, Harmon, Trangali as of right now. And I don't know if Hoff is over there or not, to be honest. He is. So everyone in my team will be playing. Which could are you not, be are you not worried? Are you not worried about Corey Connors missing his last two cuts in a row at the US Open in the Scottish? Nah. Okay. He 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 will be fine. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm not really dro- I, Like, I'm not dropping him. He's done too much for my team. Ryan should just point. get radical and like just pick his like pick yeah. his last three drops and pickups and just tailor them exactly for the open and like. Wait, grab, you said like, Corey Connors missed the cut where? At the U.S. Open and the Scottish. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Trip in. Um anyway, uh yeah, I mean, I think you're gonna clean sweep Ryan unless he makes some radical changes. He just grabs like Lynx cats and he's just like out there with like he picks up like Rob Emiliano Grio. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of choices you can go with right now. That what, what if like, he like went out there and he grabbed like Thomas Peters and like Alex Norin and like Thomas Dietrich just to and, try like, to get a bunch of points like, this week? Yeah, just like grab people that like like just are like home field advantage. Fucking grab like Podrick Harrington who played well at the U.S. or the PGA. Like who knows? I like how Ryan was saying like. 
the last podcast we were on, which I guess was the uh, the U.S. Open recap, how he was planning on making moves that following week. It's been like a month since then. He hasn't made any moves. Yeah, he he's he's noodling on it. All right, man. He might just. I mean, he's maybe... given up without even using his ad drops. Like, how do you do that? And I you don't know what he claim be... to be a golfer. He might be 40 chessing us and he realized that like the real move is like find out who's available and going into the FedEx playoffs and he just drops his whole team, picks up people for the FedEx Cup playoffs that are in it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to ride this fucking these horses to the end. And everyone else is going to run me right out of points. But that's like a few weeks. Like that'll be four weeks for him. I know. I'm I'm kidding, dude. He's like just 10 points. Like (laughs) he's fucking... He, a miracle i mean i understand him almost quitting on it because he would need a miracle to even he would but need his, all three of guys to, with a win and two top tens with his three guys that are starting this week that would and a win against you if that happened would be 15 that would be 19 points that would get him to nine points he'd still be in dead last if he had done that like so he he needs to and make clint some, is playing jimmy who has a decent team for this can't dude, lay Hovland, Lowry, Rose, Westwood. Westwood, dude, dude. Hey, d- dude, I Jimmy might beat the shit out of Clint this week. Yeah, he might. That would be wild. That would be fucking wild. I mean, it's, Jimmy. Let's be real. Jimmy's team has underperformed for him this year. Like he has decent guys. I mean, he was just a fucking idiot for having Chez for so goddamn long. Chez yeah. and Dylan Fratelli, they're both at negative six and negative five points for his team. Like, that's just wait it's a unacceptable. second. Why does it say Jimmy has six active people? It doesn't. Well, yeah, it Can't does lay? because you have six people on your team. <laughs> 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 There's six people on every team. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm tripping once again. Um, yeah, but I, I, dude, if I had to put money on it, like I would say, I mean, look, Clint's team's pretty good for an open too. He's got Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, the Oost, Ian Poulter and Mark Leishman. And then he has Morikawa. Like I'm fading Morikawa for this event, but like, yeah, I mean, his team is not bad for it either. Yeah. Like it's going to be a slug fest between them two. I think that's a good venue for both of them. If Morikawa shows up and proves me wrong, I, I Clint could take that for sure. I bet you Ian Poulter gets him some points. So how realistically it's it's between who who is too far back to win this this fantasy league? Do you so, think Haley's too far back with 39? Is that is that too far back? Essentially think- 20 points back. The, it it's really gonna i think this conversation is best had after this event because there's so yeah. much movement that can happen at a major but i would say right now you it's safe to say that like mitch is out of it like mitch would have to like win the next six events for him to be in it at 20 at 28 points Haley, i think with the solid week this week which i just don't see happening with her squad like Bryson, Daniel Berger, Paul Casey. Well, that's Jason why Day, I said Russell. that's why I said Haley because there's a bit there's a, an eleven point difference between Mitch and Haley, and after Haley, like 
I feel like I feel but like I, I like think you Bryson said, will thrive. I think Bryson will thrive back on the PGA Tour after this. Like Bryson could get like 15, 20 more points for the in the rest of the year. He plays well. well no, those that's what I'm saying. Things. I think Haley is is the last person that has a chance after Haley. Yeah. Who is Mitch? Like I think it's too. You're too far back. Yeah, I would agree. Unless unless Mitch. We would. It's easiest to have this conversation after this major. I think it becomes much more cut and dry. But Mitch yeah. would need Xander to win, Brooks the top ten, Adam Scott the top ten, Max Homa the top ten. He would need big weeks out of all these guys to like get himself back into the mix. I mean, he could though. He has Xander, Brooks, Adam Scott, Max Homa, Palmer, and Burns, who are Those all playing. Two. I think all of them are playing this week. Yeah, but I don't see Homa, Palmer, Burns doing well i think but he kepka and scott have a chance to do he well. has to and then mitch has to beat me because that's who's my match my my head-to-head is with is and he has to beat me with it look i've got the fucking chef dude i've got the chef i've got spieth i've got ricky i've got rory i've got the mole like we let's just I, talk a, a second about your ascension to fourth from being dead last like at the beginning of the season it's a meteoric rise. I mean, your, your boys were on a tear. It, honestly, and it look was at sh- Jordan, Jordan heading the ship, captaining the ship, like just taking it into his own hands when no one else was. He's like, I need to fucking find my way because no one else is doing it for us right now. Dude, he just he felt good being back in my locker room, man. I it, our first fantasy league ever. I took him as a number one draft in 2018. He proceeded to implode. He went through a huge dry spell. And then I was like, you know what, Spieth? We had a rough go of it in 2018, but I believe in you. I think we're coming back on the rise. Get back in here, man. <laughs> He's on the squad and he just fucking tears up the scene. <laughs> it's, I mean, he, him and Chef have been leading the squad hard, man. It's, it's the two Texas boys out here just putting in fucking work. A bunch of truffle pigs just digging up the goodness. These guys are just. Rom is beating four teams by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, the funniest thing, too, is like we were talking about like who I should be taking with the second pick. And like, I knew like uh, Tyler was going to either take DJ or JT, and I wanted JT, but I was like, like, I'm not the biggest Rom guy, and I want to like be rooting for my team. I'm like, who? If Rory has a really good year, I'm gonna be kicking myself not taking him. And I'm like, if Rory has like a, a 2019 this year, like I, I'd be just bummed. And he's not played terribly, but he's definitely underperformed for a first draft pick. He's only at 12 yeah. points. But yeah, Rom was the easy second pick. But I just I wanted to, like I said, I, I picked people I wanted to root I mean, for, and it, it's got me pretty far. Like Rory, Sky Scheffler, Ricky, Jordan. Like these were all guys I wanted to root for and I picked with my heart and guess what? Picking with my heart has got me in fourth place right now with a good chance to keep creeping up and we make our hay at majors. My team makes our hay at majors, man. Like I, I, I think I've got a pretty good chance against Zan- or against uh, Mitch's team. I'm really just worried about Xander and Brooks, but who, I mean, who knows, man? It, it I think him and I are, a decent matchup. I think I've got the edge, but who's to say? I think fucking TJ's team has finally found where they sh- they should be amongst the leaderboard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he still has Carlos Ortiz on his team, 
and he's playing this week. So, you know, that could, that could bite him in the ass this week at the major. At, at this point, you want to like limit damage. Like, I don't know how much movement he's going to get out of Carlos Ortiz this week. So who knows? But I, I also am kind of giving away the cards if they're listening this week to the pod. Like they'll have plenty of time to listen to this and then make adjustments. So I don't want to give away too much intel against my my rivals out here. But yeah, I mean, I think Mitch is too far back to win it. I think there's the good thing about this is that there's still perks to getting second and third. Like you get your money back at third, you get to double your money at second. Like there's there's perks to not just winning. So there's still fights. And I think it'll be an interesting bat. I think there'll be an interesting battle for third and potentially second if Clint loses his matchup against Jimmy. Like if you you're gonna beat Ryan, which is it, it was big that you had solo first last week because having your matchup against Ryan is basically like, okay, I don't have to worry about this week really. Like so I mean I I, I see you at least getting, you know, somewhere between five and nine points this week at a minimum. I, I think you're going to continue to separate yourself. The, the interesting thing will be once you get back stateside, what happens? Um, yeah. Hopefully I can make have my guys will do something big this week since it's double the points and then I'll beat Ryan hopefully. And if I get a big enough to, gap this week, you've yet to lose a major matchup. You pushed one with Andy but you have yet to lose one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyler's won all of his. He's won all three of his. He he beat me at the Masters with the Hideki win. He won the PJ Championship against Ryan, and then he beat Ryan again at the US Open. <laughs> so Ryan is yet to win. Actually, no, maybe he he Ryan won his matchup against so Haley. Clint. Clint. Um... Wow. So I guess it's only Clint who has not used an ad drop. And he's tied for first right now in the league. Yeah. And it's a team that's super unassuming. Like Morikawa, Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Louis Eustazen, Mark Leishman, Ian Poulter. And two of the, like, firstly, Tommy Fleetwood has one point for his team. And Poulter has and Poulter none. has zero. Like, so it's just like been a sp- He's evened out his points between like Morikawa, who has 23, which is a lot, and then Ustazen, who has 16 from almost all from majors, and then Leishman with 10 points. Like his squad is delivering, you know. It, it, it's just, I think they're overperforming. Like, so I don't know. I wouldn't, I would say you could Colin say Morikawa's the same per- with Corey Connors for me. So. I would say I that's about it, that. though. I think eight points is pretty reasonable for Joaquin Neiman for how often he plays. Yeah. Corey Connors is really the only person who's overperforming for your team. Um, I would say, like, yeah, I would say 10 points is a pretty big delivery from Mark Leishman. Um, 16 is obviously nuts from 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 Ustazen. Yeah, so um, I, 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 I just see Clint's team fading. I, I see them fading into the playoffs. Like Morikawa will do what he can, like to continue getting. I could see Morikawa finishing the season at like thirty points. But you I could think, say the same for me too. Like my guy, like Rom's going to be in it for the playoffs, and I need Joaquin. And you know, hopefully, I just put in my Harris English pickup, so English will be in the playoffs. Um, and then you know, 
I need Neiman to do well, and you know, hopefully Brian Harmon does decent. So we'll see. Right on. We will. See. I mean, yeah, Harris English is back off. <laughs> picked him back up off the waiver wire. You I'm know. surprised no one picked him up, to be honest. I mean, out I of the people that are out there, like I've I looked pretty hard over the last like few weeks. There's some candidates out there, but I feel like Harris is the 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 one to go with. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I I mean, look, it's Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's fine. He might fucking shit the bed this week, who knows. Like Yeah, Matt so Jones, tr- Matt Jones is another guy. Like I don't have any ad drops anymore, so I can just spout out some guys. If, I mean, that I mean, you're still kind of giving fodder to other people to make their selections though. That's my point. Like people can fucking listen and and learn but yeah um, matt jones steelman brennan brennan todd options i mean the only i mean besides ryan's team which is the obvious one i mean how many teams like really need to make some drops i, I mean you could i guess you could argue that my team with how much molinari and and keegan keegan bradley bradley i could maybe use one of my drops but I don't know. I, I like my squad going in this week. Keegan Bradley plays little enough where he's not like killing me. I, I just get him sometimes like he top 20 at what was it? The rocket mortgage for me. So he's finding some form. Um, I mean, you could argue that TJ should drop Carlos Ortiz. Um, <laughs> like it's, it's up in the air if Haley should drop like Jason day, but he is at, at zero points and you just never know. Jason Day could find a hot streak like this week and win like a major or something, I mean, you know. So his his last two starts, he got a top ten, a top twenty. So he 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 was yeah. negative three points for her before then. So like he he's finding he's, a bit of form. So he's finding might a little as well bit hold of form. on to him. Yeah, but she she should have dropped him. Like without question, she should have dropped him a while ago. Um, but. You know, I Max think Homa that, probably should be dropped by Mitch. Yeah, he he he's not he's not looking too good, but well, also Chris Kirk should be dropped by Jimmy. Yeah, for sure. Lee Westwood probably too. Oh no, fuck that dude. Lee Westwood's making him some fucking dough this week. Yeah, I mean this I would hold on to Lee Westwood this week, but if he doesn't do shit, definitely be dropped. But Chris Kirk should be out of there before this week, in my opinion. And then the and then Ryan needs to drop. He needs to drop Tyler McCumber for sure. He needs to drop Kucher for sure. And then honestly, like as much as I like Wolf, I don't see him performing well with because he's not, there's no more majors left. And I don't think he's that motivated. Like I would drop Wolf too. Like I think he should drop Wolf, Kucher, and Tyler McCumber. He should have fucking traded you for, for fucking Rick. Weren't you going to trade Rick for Wolf? Yeah, like, but I was going to drop podcast? Wolf after. I was going to drop him after the uh, the. I thought he was going to play this week, so I was going to drop him after this week. I want him for the major. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, no. I only have one. The ad fucking drop left, Link's so I major. He just. I mean, he just shows up at majors. Man. Yeah, but you've you've never seen him at a fucking 
British Open. Like, I don't know. Listen, I'm a wolf guy. Um, we we probably should be worried about Tyler winning this league. Like, he has a solid squad. Like, he should drop Brennan Todd for sure. But like, oh, Brennan, he has Brennan Todd. I said Brennan Todd earlier as a pickup, so I I crossed Brennan Todd off the fucking list. I just was saying that off the top of my head. But like. His team is in third with 55 points, and Justin Thomas has nine points for his team. Nine. Like, he should be leading this league. And it's crazy. Like, his team is very evenly spread. 10 points with Hideki, 12 points from Abe Anser, 12 points for Will Zalatoris, four points from Brandon Grace. He held on the Lonto Griffin for way too long. Hideki's not playing this week, though. Yeah, because of COVID, they're that a bit overboard. Um, yeah, I mean, it's eating up and to a good Zalatoris, ending to the fantasy like he season. said, Zalatoris is kind of fading at the end of the year here, so. And he may not be in the playoffs, so he won't get many more starts at the tail end of the year. So, if he was paying attention, he would try to coax someone. He would try to like do a trade with Zalatoris. Like if I was him, I would start like kind of putting Zalatoris out there. Is like. Oh, what's he, he up? could try to bait Ryan into that. <laughs> I mean, it would Ryan be, may it would, not even think of it, to be honest. I, I mean, if I was Tyler, I would be like going up to like, you know, going up to like TJ and be like, yo, I'll do I'll do Zalatoris for Patrick Reed. Or like I'll do or you'll be like, yo, Haley, Zalatoris for Daniel Berger. Or just like just all of Haley's trades are going to be going through me. Not going through me, but she's getting approval for sure. Jesus. Okay. She fucking she's her own person, dude. She's doing all right. Yeah, but yeah. she always comes to me and she's like, This some what should I do this? <laughs> what is she coming to you with? She's done almost nothing this season with her fucking team. Are you just telling her no to everything that she comes to you with? And she's like, I'm really into this, you know, this CT pan guy. Can I pick him up? No, she just, anything she thinks or like thinks of, she generally runs it by me because she doesn't yeah. know for sure. Yeah, I think. Which some could say is, is bullshit, but listen, she's adding money to the pot. <laughs> <laughs> the uh i i think that i'm good i i think i don't have any interest in really the the tj haley matchup i don't really see that being that exciting of a fight i don't really care too much about the tyler and the the ando fight i think tyler is in pretty good position to take that let me um, look at ando's team real quick dj Finau, cam smith bubba who's not there Cam Davis have no idea if he's there. He's I would not, assume he, Sergio's there. He did, he did there. win the Rocket Mortgage, though. <laughs> and he, he has a total of one point for his team. But uh, Serge, I think, is there. Cam Smith is there. Finau's there. DJ. I mean, he has not a bad squad. He, I think he, they'll all make the cut. Well, he only has four guys in the field. So, yeah. like, he, he needs Sergio and Cameron Smith. But Tyler has JT, Abe Anser, 
Brendan Todd. Hideki being out of the field kind of killed him, but like, so he has five against four. Right. Brendan Grace is there, correct? Yeah, and he plays well on Link's courses. Yeah. Brendan Grace is 60 to one. That's like, what is that, top 15 in the field? Like, between JT, Brendan Grace, Abe Answer. Too good of odds for Brendan Odd, Brendan Grace. He plays well in majors, dude. He's like the Oost. He's like a he's the Oost light. He's not the Oost light. He's like a South African that plays pretty good a couple days at a major. He was in he was in contention at fucking Chambers Bay US Open with speed. That's because he, he played good a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you're not going, you're not leading on the 17th hole at a major uh, on Sunday after a couple days of good play. <laughs> Regardless, I think he I think he's got a little bit of danger factor against any matchups against Tyler's team. I'm happy I'm not playing Tyler. I'm I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good match between Clinton, uh Jimmy. I think it's gonna be a good match between me and 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 Mitch. I think everyone else's matches are I think it might be a good match between TJ and, and Haley, but I just not really excited by any of those people. Like I guess I'd give a slight advantage to TJ's team where I think Fitzpatrick and Patrick Reed are well suited for for this sort of venue, but I don't know. I think that's that's my that's my thoughts on the fantasy league at our final major uh points are double and we got team matchups. Yeah, got we'll any- see who comes out on top. Yeah, I'm feeling. I, mean, well, I can't say I'm feeling great about it, but I'm. I like the position I'm in at this point for sure. Oh, so weird. So <laughs> tied for first. I'm. I'm I, I wish I had some I'm more firepower besides Rom on my team right now. Yeah, does it Does it feel like you're kind of like overperforming, like for what your team is? I right said. Now? I said that a bit. Did like, you? I said Corey Connors is obviously overperforming for me. Um, but you know, hopefully he can at least like putter in, not losing too many more points the rest of the season. And hopefully Rom keeps doing what he's doing. And um I mean, if, if I if I go back and say this to people, I was like, All right, you're on a game show and you have to guess which team is performing the best this season and like <laughs> and, and, and and winning like a, a fantasy league in golf. And it's like, all right, here's a team for you. It's uh, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, Abraham Answer, Brandon Todd, Will Zalatoris, Brandon Grace. Uh, the other one is Colin Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrrell Hatton, Louis Ustazen, Mark Leishman, and Ian Poulter. And the third one is John Rahm, Corey Connors, Joaquin Neiman. It, it, it was Cameron Tringali, <laughs> Brian Harmon, Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> That third one, that's the one that's leading. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, Dave, I agree. I think your team is 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 definitely overperforming, overachieving. But who Well, knows? I mean, maybe like maybe I said, over, John Rom maybe John Rom by himself is performing better than four teams. <laughs> so So I mean if your team just keeps overperforming for like five six more weeks then you're 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 home in you're, you're i really need him to just i need i need him to perform well this week so i get that five points and then you're hopefully rom wins he's out of gas <laughs> if rom can win and then 
I mean, I'm in, in the clear. I don't know, dude. You may have just you may have just put Harris English into a bad vibe again. He's like he was happy outside your locker. What if he just goes like on like seven missed? You know, I, I I thought about picking him up a few weeks ago. Right, honestly, right before um You're he won. won. Yeah. Yeah, right before he won, I thought about putting him on my team again. I definitely was thinking about the flusher as well myself. I did. I did think about it. But hey, that should happen. Reports are he's flushing it again. So yeah. why not put him back on our team? Cameron Golly ain't doing shit for me. I feel you on that, man. Um, I think that's that's everything I got to say on uh, the fantasy and the open favorite golf week of the year. Excited to see. The boys take on some Lynx golf, and I hope we get another good champion. We've gotten three good champions this year, and I'm hoping we get a grand slam of good champions. Yeah, that would be that would be cool. I uh, right. who who who's your pick to win, Dave? Got, you know, life on the line. John life Rom. on the line. Then who do you want to win? John Rom. John Rahm and Spieth and Ricky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. John Rahm is who I think is going to win. And who I want to win is Ricky. Okay. I think Xander's going to win. And I want Speed to win. But I would be happy with Xander winning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's how I feel about the John Rahm and Spieth. I, I think John Rahm is obviously a threat, but I, I think Xander's getting it done this week. I got put my money where my mouth is. I think he's got it. I still I feel, feel the you. same way almost two years later. He's got this one, dude. He's got it. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, folks, appreciate you listening to this pod. Um, fuck. British Open. The Open. Been two years. People get ready for it. Hope you guys enjoy it. I know I will. And we will check back in after we find out who the winner of this bitch is. And after we're done playing a fucking round ourselves, probably. Hell yeah. All right. Peace. All right. Peace.